As she comes and give her a welcome. Just stay standing for a minute. We're going to open with a word of prayer. So, ah, wonderful Heavenly Father, we are so blessed. In fact, we're so privileged for several reasons. One, we can gather unafraid in your name together and um, we don't have to be underground and, and hiding and Lord also you're here and we have access to your word the word of God father for these things I give you great praise and glory I ask that your word would transform our lives today, that you would open our ears spiritually and our hearts to hear and receive what you're saying to us. Father, that we would be transformed into the image of your son. Lord, that you would take over my mouth and let your words come out. Anoint the ears to hear and anoint me to speak. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for that, Jeremy. I appreciate it. All right. I think I left my pen down there. I shall. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Okay. I need to write my title for you. I don't know. Can you see that board over there? Let's see what I can do. The drum's in the way. Can you see that? Okay. So, I want to talk about going from warrior to, yeah, um, I know, uh, no, uh, <laughs> it, I can't think, I, O-R. I just had a total blank then. Okay, so we want to change. Do a change. Doesn't sound much different, but it's heaps different. All right, I want you to turn to the book of Luke, please. And we're going to go to chapter seven. Book of Luke, chapter seven. Who brought their Bibles with them today? Say, I. Awesome. So important to look at the Word of God together. We're actually going to start in verse 1. All right. So do we have many kids here today? Maybe just a few. Very good. I may use you for something during the service, kids. Let me just see. Okay. This is a, an amazing story it's actually written in two different gospels so it was very impacting both john and luke described this event i'm going to start in verse one it says now when he capital he uh, h so it's jesus talking now when he concluded all his sayings in the hearings of the people he entered capernaum and a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die now, Matthew's account gives us a little bit more understanding of what kind of sick this person was. 
It says in Matthew's account in Matthew chapter 8 that the servant was paralyzed and tormented. I've only ever had one full-on crazy panic attack in my life. And it's certainly something I never want to repeat. Um, but it was, it was so severe that I became almost paralyzed. And what happened was I was on the school bus not as a student, I worked at the school and I caught the bus just with the students to the school. This is when I worked at Warwick Christian College. And I was on the school bus and normally I sit at the front because I get really car sick and um, there was someone else sitting at the front, so I couldn't. So I was about halfway down, but I couldn't see the road and I was starting to feel pretty sick and then all of a sudden, I felt really sick. You know that moment before you think, uh-oh, I'm about to throw up? But all I could think of was, oh my goodness, I don't have a sick bag, I'm surrounded by children, and I just cannot throw up. Like, it's, it's no, no, you can't, no. And I started to, to panic but I didn't know that's what I was doing um, but one of the people sitting up the front happened to glance behind them and then they looked back again and they went Anita are you all right and I said uh, I don't feel very well they said quick quick come sit up the front well by the time I got to sit up the front seat something weird started happening to my body um, I lost control of my hands. They involuntarily went like this into this strange fetal position and my body started curling up. I was tingling all over. I lost all feeling and it was like I was paralyzed. I couldn't even talk and I was so embarrassed. Can you imagine this happening in front of a busload of students? <laughs> it's like, what happened to Mrs. Greening? <laughs> it was so embarrassing, but I didn't know what was happening to me. I'd never had a panic attack before and I was so like, what is wrong with me? And I began to just pray and, and think about the Lord and, and talk to him and finally my my hands uncurled and by the time we got to school, I could actually walk off the bus. But I don't know what was going on for this centurion servant, but it does describe him here as being sick and ready to die. And Matthew says he was paralyzed and tormented. It makes me wonder if maybe what was happening for this servant was not just a normal paralysis, but something that tormented him to the point it was actually paralyzing him. It was actually killing him. So this is a pretty serious situation. So what does the centurion do? In verse 3 it says, So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. So firstly, he heard about Jesus. I wonder what he heard that made him think 
that Jesus was the answer for his servant. He must have heard something about Jesus that gave him the idea that he was the one to fix the problem. And he sends the elders of the Jews to him. And verse 4 says, when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. One time, we were, many years ago, we were praying for people after a service, and um, there was one lady, beautiful, dear woman of God, absolute blessing, just a blessing. But she was going through a really hard time with her health. And I began to pray for her and, and I began to pray and say, Lord, you know this daughter. You know how much she serves you and loves you and the things that she does for you. And it was like the Lord stopped my prayer. Do you know God doesn't do stuff for us because we're deserving. What I was doing with this lady was I was trying to qualify her to God why she should receive a miracle. But does God do miracles on the basis of our worthiness? So that's what the Jews were trying to do here with Jesus. They begged him earnestly, look, the one for whom you should do this, he's so deserving. I mean, look, he loves our nation and he built us a synagogue and you should really heal his servant on the basis of his merit. Verse 6, and Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Look at the statement of this man. He doesn't even feel worthy enough to come to Jesus himself. Nor does he believe he's worthy enough for the Son of God to enter under his roof. He comes with great humility, not saying to Jesus, I've done all these things for your people. Or I am such a good person, I need you to do me a favour. He came with none of that, even though other people tried to present his worthiness to Jesus. Jesus was coming because Jesus is the Saviour. And then he says, just say the word and my servant will be healed. Verse 9, when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you that I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. Wow. 
great faith? Do you want to be a person of great faith? Do you long to walk in greater power and authority? Would you like to be free from nagging doubts? Do you desire freedom from fears and anxieties? I want to talk to you about the opposite operating system of the kingdom of God. Ah, God does things so much differently than we would. And that is a good thing. All right. The operating system of God. We're going to have some fun this morning. We're going to do a little bit of acting and some illustrating. And I think we're going to get get something out of this. I hope you do because God's been speaking this to my heart. Okay. We're going to start in Philippians chapter 4. So if you can turn there for me. Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to pick up in verse 4. Philippians 4, 4. It says this, Rejoice in the Lord when you're having a good day. Again, I say rejoice when everything is going your way. Oh, sorry, that's the Anita translation. Hang on, let me change this here. All right, I'll try again. Rejoice in the Lord only when you feel like it. No, that's still not right. There's another word there. What does it say? Always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be ye anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, problem. Equals. What is, the, what is the first thing you do when a problem arises? Something that makes you feel anxious or concerned or frustrated or angry or disappointed. What's the first thing you want to do? Well, the Bible says rejoice. That's a bit opposite, isn't it? Oh, I've got something I really want to tell you, but I have to get to it. Okay, here we go. Now, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So you know what we like to do with problems? And maybe this is just me, but if you're brave enough to give me a show of hands, tell me if you like to do this about problems. 
talk about it. Ever done that? No? See, I told you this message was for me. God's been speaking to me. All right, show of hands. Who's ever talked about a problem before? Yeah. Um, one time at work, there were so many layers of problems that when I would arrive, it was like the continuing drama. And so, you know, with what we talked about yesterday, well, there was new stuff to add on to that today because the problem just kept growing. And when we talk about it, well, you think of more things that are applicable to the problem. So it grows bigger again. So this verse says, by prayer and supplication, in everything by prayer. So rather than talk about it, we're going to do something different. And I need to put it over this way. Just put the word for. Prayer for. I'll use the word prayer. Or pray. Pray for. Okay. I'm just going to leave that there for a minute and I'm going to unpack that more shortly. Okay. We're going to go down to verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So I'm not exactly sure where problem fits in with this. Is problem true? Possibly. But is it just and pure and lovely? Is it a good report? Is it praiseworthy? Maybe it gets across on all of those. Meditate, it says, on these things. <sighs> We're gonna do a little bit of an illustration here. Okay, I need two chairs up here. Can I have someone help me with that? Maybe just these two on the end here might be the easiest. I want to show you something that God's been showing me because it was so helpful for me. And I like to have pictures because it helps me to grasp and understand things. Thank you. Actually, Steve, since you're on your feet, I'll get you to help me out. Now, Steve's going to play the role of Jesus today. He's, he's got the facial hair, so it's all good. Okay, so excellent. So this is going to be the front seat of my car, all right? And there's Jesus and there's me and there's problem, okay? So problem has just arisen. I am gonna jump in the car and drive to problem and get it fixed. So massive things just come up. Calamity, what am I gonna do? Oh my goodness, family situation going on. Really need God involved in this. So, oh, Jesus, Jesus, can you, can you come to the car? Oh, just, just sit there, thank you. Oh, okay. Oh, seatbelt, yeah, I've got to buckle up. I'm driving. All right. So, oh, I'm 
so glad you're here. I just need to talk to you. Like, we have this crazy problem going on in our family, and it is just so ridiculous. I can't believe what one of our family members did to the other family member. Like, it's just so crazy. And they're, like, so spiteful. And they know better. Like, they were raised better. There is no way they should have done this. And I don't know, but I am going to go, we are going to fix this. We're going to fix this, right? We're going to get this sorted. Like, I'm telling you. So we, we should we should pray. Hey, I, I mean, you're here. I'm gonna, we're going to pray. So... Okay, uh, I'm driving. I've got to keep my eyes open. Um, all right, so hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just so glad, Jesus. Um, now, I just want to tell you, when we get there, I'd like you to fix this by talking with particularly this one person because they, they, they've done this multiple times. This isn't the first, by the way. And they should have learned better by now. I mean, fancy repeating the same mistakes. Like, So I just... I just want you to talk to him. Actually, it's all right. I'll, I'll talk to him because I, I know exactly what to say. So I'll just talk to him about it and we're just going to get this sorted. It's just going to be fine. Okay. So, um, oh, oh, we're here. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. You're with me. This is awesome. Okay. Oh. So I get out and I talk to family member and then I come back to car. Oh. oh, Jesus. <laughs> you have no idea. This problem is, is worse than I thought. Like, they won't even listen to me. I mean, they... You should, did you hear what they said to me? Like, it was really bad. Actually, can we get another mic up here for Jesus? <laughs> Not that he has a lot to say, but it's just that... When he does say something, I want you to hear it. Yeah. Oh, so worked up. I'm just so worked up. And the things they just said to me were so awful. Like, how can they call me a two-faced hypocrite? I mean, like, I'm the holy one in this family, you know? Don't they understand? If it wasn't for me praying for them all the time, I mean, they'd probably be in jail right now. It's just like, you know what? That's right. I don't wrestle flesh and blood. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the devil where to go. So, you know, devil, I am coming for you. Like, you are not going to have this situation. I am going to just, I'm just going to bind you and you are not going to have any effect here. And the next time I talk to them, I'm telling you they're going to listen to me. It's going to be so much better. But maybe can we use one of the other? Yeah. We'll, we'll go with green. I can hear that's working. That's good. Ha. Huh. All right. All right. I just feel like it's so hard to hear from God in the middle of a crisis. You know, like I have been praying and talking and, 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 and trusting in Jesus, but it's like he just doesn't, I just can't hear his voice. I know he's with me, but it's just like I can't hear what he's saying. Oh, I feel like he was just about to say something. <laughs> anyway, I'm just really frustrated. Anyway, where have you been in this situation? Like, I needed you, and I just got hung out to dry with my family. Like, <sighs> yeah, anyway. <sighs> so, 
Yeah. I know. That's how I feel. I feel like I've been waiting a long time for you to do something. It's just really, really frustrating. It's not the first time. Yeah. You know, maybe, 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 um, maybe I'm not the best driver. Maybe I should let you drive. That would be great. Would you like yeah, to drive? Uh, you've driven before? Oh, many times. Uh, well, I, uh, Becky, so, but, but with this car, you know, like the pedals here and uh, blinkers, are, sure you sure? Uh, I'm doing European, American, Australian, yeah, 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 I need to change, I need to change, hallelujah, okay, Jesus, you can drive, oh, Thank this you. is a different view, this is great, yeah, okay, okay, well, we have another problem, yeah. And this one is with my husband. Oh, yeah. He won't listen to me. And yeah, he's he's definitely in the wrong. I'm right in this situation. So, so you're right. Oh yeah, that's right. You just you just get off your chest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to leave it with you. So you you can fix this problem. I'm just going to sit here. Okay. Meanwhile, I want you to look at maybe what you're doing. Uh, I don't think I can hear you very well. Sorry, it's a lot of static in the car. Um, felt, felt like, um, yeah, no, I bind you, Satan, get behind me. I'm not going to hear the wrong words. Uh, yeah, so yeah, if you could just talk to my husband. Oh, um, so that, that's a better route over there if you want to turn just up here. I, that, that's much more direct. If you get, I, it's just that. I've been that way before, and mm. yeah. How did that take you? Well, we slept in different beds that night, come to think of it, I'm when I talked bad. about that. But it is very direct route, and I know it's probably going to be useful yeah. if, you, if you just just turn it that remember way. Remember that, um, I don't know, this is just going way up, but you remember that song? Do you remember a story about a lemonade journey that lasted 40 years? Well, yes. <laughs> Similar route? Oh, yeah. Very short. Sure? Very short. Sure. Oh. I guess that's why you're driving. All right, all right. Just, you don't have to turn. Oh, yeah. I'm just really looking forward to when you just get through to him about some stuff, you know. So when were you going to talk to him again? Just trust me. Look, I've actually already talked to him about it. Oh. He's, look, I'm going to be honest with you. He's waiting on you. Oh, um, yeah, but he, uh, this conversation and this journey is about my problem, and he's, he's my problem. So, um, you know, I don't mean to be awful, but the accelerator is that one. Like, we yes. seem to be taking a long time to, to fix this problem. I don't use those things. Oh. Yeah, I have a different way of oh. <laughs> I don't know about this driving business, Jesus. Like, I'm actually feeling really anxious. Like you're taking a long time to get through to him, and maybe to get through to me. But look, um, do you, do you trust just, me? Well, of course I trust you. I'm a Christian. I trust Jesus. You just need to have a hallelujah break again. <laughs> yeah, I trust you. Oh, I'm doing it again, aren't I? I'm not really trusting you, am I? Okay. That's okay. Yeah. I just lean into me. 
God. Yeah. You, you know, Jesus, maybe I should forget about how long it's taking, what direction we're going in. Maybe we could just talk. That's a great idea. And maybe I could just listen to you for a while. That's good. So you're getting it. I could sit here and talk. So I don't know. I don't feel like I have any cares right now. Maybe I can just. Mm, let me just praise you for a bit, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, actually, come to think of it, you have done a lot of amazing things in my life, like, remember that time you saved me from a car accident, I'm sure that was dangerous, that was yeah, like, that was incredible, Crazy I was telling times. everyone about that for ages, well, that yeah, true, yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, that blew me away, like, we have to take you to go, right? Hi, worst days, I'm so grateful, <laughs> ask you to forgive me for the thoughts I've had about him and yeah you know I, I haven't been meditating on the right things I've been just thinking about I've been thinking about solving everything and fixing everything and how wrong everyone else is and I am really sorry I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna think about you in fact I just I just gonna enjoy the journey this is the space that God has brought me to. Where I'm not even looking out the window anymore. I'm so fixated on the company that I've forgotten about the problem. I've forgotten about everything. And it's just hanging out with Jesus. And he is so lovely that I just don't care about anything. Can I encourage you, if you haven't got out of the driver's seat, it's a pretty good view over here. And if you're trying to be a side seat driver like I've done most of my life, can I encourage you, let him actually lead the vehicle. And then you can enjoy the company, even enjoy the journey, because you finally have let go of the need to control. Can we please give Steve a hand? Because that was totally um, He didn't know till a few minutes before the service that I was going to ask him to do that. So that, that was totally led by the Spirit. So thank you so much. That was amazing. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 10, 3 to 6. You know, when I started off, I was just happily telling Jesus all about my problem. But even though I was talking to Jesus, in my mind, the problem was still getting bigger because all I was doing was talking about it. But he wants us to pray for it. So we actually take the problem and we wait on him and we hear what he has to say. And then we say, that 
when we pray for the problem. It's a big difference. God's been teaching me, don't just pray about something endlessly telling God the problem. Pray earnestly for God's purpose and will to be done. Hey, in um, 1 Corinthians 10, yeah? That's good because I'm not. All right, 1 Corinthians, we go there, 10. And we're going to have a look at verse three, verses 3 to 6. All right, it says this. Oh, sorry. No, I think it must be 2 Corinthians. No, no, hang on. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, it's 2 Corinthians. I only put a one stroke instead of two. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Much better. It says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Now, I want you to pay close attention to close attention to the wording because nothing in the Bible is by chance. So it didn't say, though we walk in this world. It said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. What does the flesh represent? Any ideas? Our sinful nature, right? The flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, unregenerate. They're not fleshly. They're not of a carnal, selfish, sinful nature. But they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Ah. Well, the word obedience was in there twice. Weapons was only once. But weapons of warfare seems to be linked with the word obedience. I don't like where this is going. It says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Most of the time when Satan is attacking us, what he's trying to do is get us to respond in the flesh. So when something's not going your way, he wants you to respond in the flesh. So when that person pulls out in front of you and you have to jam your brakes on and you say, God, Bless you. <laughs> or 
found in the flesh. The flesh also is full of pride. How many times have I had a situation come up where I feel like I know what to pray, I know what to do, I know what to say, but I haven't sought the Lord first. The flesh wants to take over and sort it out. When I was uh, in my teens, um, uh, I had a cousin who was starting to wander and stray from the things of God. And she was down to visit, but she was staying with my grandma. And so I said, um, I said to her, I'm going to come on Sunday morning and pick you up for church. She said, no, I won't go. I said, it doesn't matter. I'll come anyway. She said, well, there's no point. I'm not going to go. But see, I knew. I knew how to reach her. I knew how to get her back on the straight and narrow. So Sunday morning, I pulled up. Mum drove me. And I said, I'm here to pick you up for church. I've prayed about this and you're coming with me. And she said, no, I'm not. And I said, yes, you are. It's too late. I've prayed. You're coming with me. She said, no, I'm not. And she didn't. And she didn't talk to me for years. And I realized we can have a good desire, but it's not a God desire. We need to have his plan and purpose. He's not pushy. Do you know how patient he is with us? How long he waits for us to yield our will to his will? He waits for us to give him the driver's seat. He doesn't take it by force. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. So I want to talk to you for the last two minutes about the upside-down nature of the kingdom of God. The scripture says, if you have an enemy, someone who is belittling you, mistreating you, deliberately going out of their way to make life hard for you, saying negative things behind your back, backstabbing, if you've got someone who's just unreasonable, hard to get along with, making everything that you do that much harder, it says, love them. Love them. What was the most loving thing you could do for that person? Instead of letting all the bad things they've done to you, Occupy your thoughts. Begin to take that into focused prayer and say, Father, I pray for them in the name of Jesus that they would know the length, the depth, the height, the breadth of the love of God. I pray for them that they may encounter you in such a way that they'll be radically free of all the things that have made them the way they are today. Lord, would you open up blessing for them? Would you preserve their life from danger? Would you keep your angels around them? Would you look after them? Would you guide them, guard them, protect them? He says, fiercely love your enemies. It's completely opposite to the way that our flesh wants to warfare. Because do you know what happens when you pray for your enemies? You are free. 
There is no bitterness. There is no scarring. There is no hurt. There is no impact on you. You're free. It says, bless those who curse you. Can you imagine someone absolutely swearing at you, cursing you, berating you, and you go, mate, can I please take you out to lunch? <laughs> Can you imagine the look on their face? You're like, why don't I want to have lunch with you? I can't stand you. Well, okay, you don't have to have lunch with me, but let me give you some money and just go and have whatever your favorite food is. This is the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal, but oh, they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Do you know, you cannot worry about the thing that you are so passionately praying for. It's amazing when you give up the driver's seat, what God can do. Now I know I was being humorous, but there was a time in our married life that I was telling God all the things to change about Jeremy. And actually, what Steve said to me is one of the things that God said. How about you look at you? You want him to be the perfect husband. Are you being the perfect wife? And then he said, find all the things you love about him and meditate on them. The funny thing was when I did that, I didn't see the other stuff anymore. It, it's like it just faded away, and not only did it just fade away, but when I thought about it again, the things that I'd wanted him to change had changed. And I hadn't done anything but allow God to change my heart and my perspective. Instead of complaining and grumbling about something, what if you were to pray earnestly for that instead? It's the whole plank and log thing. This has been happening to me the last two weeks. I said, oh, Lord, so-and-so said that. And I'm waiting for him to go, man, that's awful, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, you've never done that to anyone, hey? Oh, okay. Help me to have the same patience with others that you have with me. Help me to extend the same forgiveness to others that you extend to me every moment of the day. Help me to love the way you love me. And I want to finish with this thought. When you give Jesus the driver's seat, when you stop being a side seat driver, when you relax and want to enjoy his company, how do you see Jesus? What is he actually like? Sometimes we're so busy praying to him, we don't even know him. What is he like? If you're having a conversation with him, what is he saying to you? What tone of voice is he using as he says it? What encouragement is he giving you? Do you even believe he's an encourager? Do you believe he's good? Do you know he loves you deeply? Are you rock solid in that understanding? 
can you just enjoy his company because you know him? I want to give you a challenge today to move from worrying and maybe even your own form of warfare and just get to know him because that takes care of itself when you're with him. There's an old song, when Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken. When Jesus comes, my fears and my tears are dried away. He takes the gloom and he fills my life with glory for all is changed when Jesus comes to stay. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? Why don't we just close our eyes? I want you to picture yourself in the car with Jesus. And where is he? What spot are you giving him? Who's doing all the talking in the car? And what might he want to say to you this morning? You see, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts than our thoughts. And thank goodness they are. Because his way is right and righteous and true and just and holy and loving. I just want to pray for you this morning. I want to give you opportunity. I'm, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands or anything like that. I, it, this is just a heart response. But let's just take this moment with Jesus. Heavenly Father, I want to repent and say sorry for the many, many times that I've jumped into the driver's seat. When I claimed that I'm a Christ follower, but I haven't been following, I've been trying to lead. I've been trying to tell you what to do. I'm really sorry, Lord. The times that I haven't listened to you, where I haven't been open to the guidance of your voice. Lord, today, I want to come before you humbly. And I want to say, please take the reins, take the driver's seat, take the wheel. And I want to enjoy the journey with you. I want to enjoy your fellowship. Jesus, I want to tell you, I love you. And thank you for loving me. Thank you for putting up with me time and time again, forgiving me countless times, having so much patience with me, giving me second chances again and again and again. Lord, I pray that you would fill my heart with love for everyone around me. When I'm feeling frustrated or, or let down or betrayed or hurt or irritable or fearful or anxious, Lord, in that moment, may I deny the flesh and may I surrender to you and allow you to do what you do, allow you to be my saviour, my problem solver, my great and mighty God. He's going to... Allow a few minutes, just 
Are you ready to take the reality? Me too. I can't wait to hear the things God does in your life when He's in control. God bless you and keep you and preserve you and may He use you for His glory. Have a blessed week. Thank you for coming. We'll see you next time. Thank you. But hey, we're in his presence. <laughs> hey, let me remind you of something. The only reason we can have Jesus in our car is because of the sacrifice he made. It says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. That's what Jesus said. He came all the way from heaven because he chose us. He chose to die for us. To be whipped, beaten, bruised, buried in a tomb for us. Blood poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. And he did that so we could have relationship with him. So we could get to know him. So let's partake together. Take the way, Father. Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you that he came and did what we could never do. He paid our measureless debt in full. With his broken body and his shed blood, he made a new covenant, one that could never be broken, one that if we would just believe in him, we will have eternal life with you. So we partake of these emblems today. We remember you and we fellowship, we commune with you. In Jesus' name, let's let's partake together. Amen.